Hello, welcome to Cheese the Day, where excellence in broadcasting is really something we should think more about. My name is Thomas. I'm the cheese department head at the North Coast Co-op in Eureka. I'm here with my fellow cheese nerd. Veronica, I'm the cheese department head at the Arcata location. What are we talking about, Thomas? Well, Veronica, I thought we'd do something a little bit special today and talk about cheeses that are near and dear to our hearts and and just a little bit more about why we love cheese and why we love what we do. Why do we have a cheese podcast? What are we doing here? Who am I? How did I get here? we love cheese. Exactly. We both love cheese so much. And I'm sure that comes across a little bit in this podcast and with people that talk to us about cheese until they eventually say like, okay, I have to go live the rest of my life. (laughs) You can stop talking about cheese now. I have to go now. I I have to tell you about the Basque Shepherds, though. (laughs) Come back. Yeah. Yeah. and I feel like I feel like we bring, or at least we try to bring, a little bit of that passion to this podcast. But I wanted to share a little bit about uh, how that how we arrived here, and how we got to have yeah. this podcast, and yeah, or explore 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 the love of cheese behind the podcast. Because I feel like we've already explored how we got to have a podcast. Yeah, that was just sort of random luck. It kind of does feel like random luck. Yeah, and a bunch of people who probably should have told us no who didn't. <laughs> I don't know if we're doing that bad. <laughs> no, we're, we're fine. We're fine. Um, <laughs> well, as far as my love of cheese goes, it grows all the time. It does. Sometimes people ask me, so you've been doing this a while now. Are you, are you getting tired of cheese yet? Mm, nope. Nope. I think I love it more than ever. How long have you been doing it for the folks at home who didn't hear our first episode? 15 years. 15 years. I've been working with cheese. And I have so much more to go and learn. And yeah. There's more, always something you to learn. I'm behind you by a decade. I've only got five years of professional cheese experience. Uh, people tell me all the time, like, I, I say, oh, I, I work in cheese. I'm like, oh, you work in cheese? I'm like, yeah, I sell cheese for a living. I'm a cheesemonger I run the cheese farm and yeah 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 I describe my job and I describe it like I'm describing a job and it, there's this like split moment where like oh so like that's my dream job like can I kill you and take your job you know comments like that yeah will I've, you let me know when you quit or move on so I've I can had, apply I've had joking death threats from multiple uh clerks working under me <laughs> I remember when I worked for you yeah. I was like hey so like can I can I kill you and take your job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but it's not. There's but some it is. difficult. There's some difficult trials and uh, challenges. Oh, we're being asked to explain that. Okay, how can we tiptoe around the really rough parts? No. Our editor off to the side, like explain, <laughs> explain your cheese trials. Well, uh, for for listeners at home. You, I don't know, you might be guessing, thinking, oh, well, you, you buy lots of cheese, and you pretty much you get to go cheese shopping. Yeah. And then you get to try all of those cheeses. You taste all the cheeses. And you get to talk to customers about it. You get to hand out samples. And you pet the cheese. And that is, those are all true things. Yeah. Those are all true things, but there's lots of work in there, too. Yeah. Like, sometimes, for reasons of climate change, uh, we lose power in the entire county. Oh, 
And that's when the real cheese needs to be refrigerated. It needs to be refrigerated. And it's stressful. That is stressful trying to figure out, okay, like, how do we keep things cold? And like, how long can we keep them cold out here? And are we going to get a refrigerated truck or not? Or is the power going to come back on? Working to save the cheese. And like when, as soon as the power goes out, the clock starts and you're like, okay, when do I do all that work and unpack all the cheese and try to like pack it into an enclosed insulated space and try to keep it as cold as possible. Yeah. And then you're just biting your nails and waiting and waiting. And then like, as soon as it's too warm, it's too warm and you have failed to save the cheese. I have. And then you cry, literally. I have. Tears. Oh, such sad memories of shoveling cheese, like a snow shovel, shoveling cheese into dumpsters and having it photo documented because we need to show the health department that we're doing the proper thing yeah. after things have gone past a safe temperature and been at that unsafe temperature for that extended chunk of time where then the health department says, no, this Safety cannot. is safety. Safety is safety, and there's no questioning that. And it's so sad. It's and, so and then, sad. And then also, like, if it's a huge loss, then we need to try to apply for some kind of insurance claim, and then we have to document it. Those are such sad times. Those are such sad times. And then there's all the, the monotonous tragedy. work of wrapping many hundreds of pounds of cheese, cutting up all that cheese and wrapping all. Oh the yeah, cheese to replenish and, the shelf because that. Yeah. There's. You folks eat a lot of cheese. You do. You do out there, <laughs> and and we're grateful for that. We are. We actually eat a lot of cheese too. Yeah. There's a few cheeses in my case that I'd say I'm my best customer for. Just like one or two that I'm like, oh, this is my fourth piece this week, huh? I've I've eaten. Most of this wheel so far. Which one? Which one? All right, all right. So, so, (laughs) uh, Preberus d'Argental is, I would say that was like November's my favorite cheese. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm spreading it out enough that I'm not like eating most of any particular (laughs) cheese, but I'm sort of going back and forth between Spanish Manchego, the six month one, Mm -hmm. and, um, I'm sort of the 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 um, Dauphinois, the Fromager Dauphinois, mm-hmm. the one with the garlic and the herbs on the outside. Oh, I don't have that one. Oh, it's wonderful! And now that I've, I'm going to describe it in great detail for everyone at home. You're going to want to get it. Mm. So the regular Fromager Dauphinois is just a fantastic rind ripened cheese. It is just like liquid, silky, creamy goodness on the inside. Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes a wheel arrives and it's that perfect ripeness and you cut it and it just starts running out onto your cheese slicer. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, I've got to get this wrapped right now. Yeah. It's definitely one of those cheeses that sometimes I can't wrap this in plastic wrap. Sometimes I've just got to put it in a tub and put a lid on it. Uh, Yeah. Put it out there and it'll just be like a pool of cheese in the bottom with the rind sitting on top. Like... Like that level of creamy. Completely collapsed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's So that mm-hmm. and the outside is rolled in like in some kind of herb mix. Garlic. And garlic. And it's also spread throughout the paste. It's just a delightful experience. Mm. It's It's very spreadable. If you let it warm up to room temperature, you can spread it on a bagel or toast or something, and it just—it's the perfect cheese spread. 
and you know you, you break up the rind and it, you've got little little yeah, bits of rind, of rind in there in but there. like it's it's just delightful that does sound it's delightful. pure heaven and it's the perfect mid workday snack because you know you just put a couple slices of bread in the toaster get your cheese ready and you spread that on there I do like that that's a great break time and I'm not saying that I've gotten a wedge of that and just crammed it all inside a ladybug and made a cheese sandwich ladybug roll this is ladybug a- roll yes not not <laughs> not the insect this is a ladybug roll from from Prio bakery I thought I'd support your local that. bakery yeah thank you Veronica yes a whole a whole wedge of cheese inside a ladybug roll the bread kind yes which is a wonderful yeah a wonderful bread and then stuffed with that cheese yeah that's great or the breberus oh my god there's i i could eat cheese for so long that like i there's so many cheeses that i'm like i i would never get bored of this if i ate it every day and there's so many cheeses that i dream about eating and that's that's something that i wanted to talk about in this episode mm-hmm. it's like okay we have achieved a level of accomplishment in our cheese dreams. We both have our dream job. <laughs> We're both cheesemongers and get to go cheese shopping and cheese tasting for a living and and talking to customers about cheese, helping people build their cheese boards to Oh yeah. Like, oh help, I'm meeting my boyfriend's parents for the first time and I need to impress them and I want to build a cheese board. And I'm like, oh yes. We're going to get you set, and you're going to be so impressive. I love those customers so much. Me too. And they they usually, if they come back around and they see you again, they'll tell you, oh my gosh, it was great. Thank you so much. It was a huge hit. People loved the Forme d'Ambert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. People always love the Forme d'Ambert. That's a wonderful blue cheese. Mm hmm. Yeah. I get get a lot of good feedback on that one. I had that cheese in France. In, in a crepe with pears and I, I forget what the cured ham was. I don't think it was prosciutto. It was a related hmm. cured meat. Another another and various when I, ham. When the waiter brought it over and I was like, oh my gosh, that's from D'Ambert. <laughs> and then he corrected me and said, fume D'Ambert. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Say it again. I got to get this right. <laughs> but that is such a great, a really, really delicious blue cheese. It's it really rich is. Rich and buttery and fatty and very blue. What are some of your other fond cheese memories? Mmm. What's well, your fondest cheese memory? Like go go big. Oh there's so many. That's kind of no, oh, that's kind of I know that's uncomfortable that's a like asking question me to what ask my someone. favorite cheese is. Who's your favorite family member? Say it live, on air, right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, in 2019, I, I got to go. No, 2018. You're answering I the went cheese to... one, right? Not the family member one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, just checking. <laughs> yes. Uh, in 2018, I got to go to France. Excellent. And it was wonderful, as you imagine it would be. And I got to cruise a little bit through Italy and went to Switzerland. So I went to the home of Gruyere. Went to Chateau Gruyere and saw the castle there and that was really cool. So I went to home of Gruyere Swiss cheese, which was amazing and awesome. Which is where I saw the cool affin- affinage robots 
going up and down the aisles are the thousands of wheels of that is really cool. being washed and turned, rotated, carefully cared for by a robot. Um, we made fondue in France. So I got fondue making lessons from my sister's Swiss friend, which was really awesome and wonderful. That is awesome and wonderful. And not this last Christmas, because I didn't go anywhere. Christmas before, Christmas of 2019, the there was a the stove suddenly wasn't working at my parents' house. There was some, some kind of gas problem. The tank was empty, and they couldn't, I don't know. We made fondue on the stove, because that was my plan. I brought my fondue pot, and... I had the cheese already, and then the stove wasn't working, so we had to make fondue on the wood stove. Ah, okay. You said you said you made it on the stove. I was like, hang on, something's not tracking. Here. We had to use the wood stove. To the cook wood on. stove, and it was so authentic and wonderful. Yes, that little the hint of smoky sting in your eye from the wood stove. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, but and my sister Shauna was there, um, and she she helped me get the the fondue all prepared and nice. it was perfect and wonderful it was kind of a flashback to france and those are good cheese memories that is a wonderful cheese memory i feel like all of my fondest cheese memories are very similar it's all like people i love yeah. i have i have some close friends that i used to go hiking with back when you could hang out with your close friends and like we'd, we'd go for a long hike and we'd come back and we'd be super tired and this was before I even worked at the co-op, but we'd swing by the co-op and we'd get a loaf of bread, a bunch of cheese, and we'd just like get a picnic and we'd go to someone's house and I don't know why, but we'd always sit on the floor because after you've been hiking, sitting on the floor is really nice. You can just lounge around. Yeah. And we'd just have a floor picnic and it was wonderful. Picnic dinner. Picnic dinner. Yeah. With people you love. <clears throat> Since you told me about that wonderful tradition... Years yeah. ago, now I call it picnic dinner because sometimes we can't just decide because every night it's like, oh, what are we going to do for dinner? I don't yeah. know. I didn't have any ideas. I was so busy all day. I didn't even have time to think uh, what are we going to do for dinner. And then I think of my expansive cheese drawer that's spilling out onto the shelf and yes, and all the other tasty things cheese, I have kicking around. Honey, I always have apple. crackers. There's yeah. always like some kind of cured meat or salami or sausage or something and I never have enough crackers in the house. I have special ordered myself whole cases of crackers, and I eat so much cheese that I just, the crackers disappear. Yeah. So well, fast. There's so many options, and we have a lot of great ones at the co-op. We do. Talking of the co-op, uh, I think it's time for a break from our sponsors, employers, and dear friends, the North Coast Co-op. Yeah. We'll take a break. Cheese the Day is the official cheese cast of the North Coast Co-op, your local member-owned and organic certified grocery store, where everyone is welcome. Now back to the cheese nerds. And we're back. And we're back. So we've just talked a little bit about fond cheese memories and like how we've we've accomplished many of our cheese dreams. But we don't just have cheese dreams. We have cheese ambitions. Unrealized cheese dreams. Unrealized. As yet, we have yet to manifest them. And I thought it would be really nice 
to dive into that a little and share with our customers like what what are we planning on doing? Where are we planning on going with our love of cheese? What did cheesemongers dream of? What did mm. cheesemongers dream of? Exactly. Mm. It's not electric sheep. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Although, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm sure there's a cheese crossover there somewhere. Anyway, unrealized cheese dreams. Sorry, I don't need more unrealized cheese dreams. I have the ones that I have. You have the ones that you have. Yes. Let's let's have a little bit of a conversation about that. All right. Why don't you tell me about one of your unrealized cheese dreams? Okay. okay you're going to make me go first. So I have a dream <laughs> that I will someday get to convert a refrigerator into a cheese cave. And I'll have the little temperature control and I'll have the little humidity control on there and I'll be able to create the perfect environments for aging cheese and I want to make cheese from scratch that's something I want to do I'd love to like make cheese and turn it into a brie you know cut the curds in the little in the little form I've read about how to do it I would need to read the instructions again several more times before doing this (laughs) probably watch a YouTube video yeah yeah you can learn anything on YouTube Um, incidentally if you want to learn to make cheese the internet is amazing and will teach you. And you don't have to start with brie. You could start with mozzarella and ricotta, yeah, which are great starter first cheeses. I've I've attempted some mozzarella. I didn't get it quite stretchy enough. The the videos of the the professionals in Italy. Oh yeah, it looks like dunking taffy it into the scalding into water like and stretching it. it. Yeah, they make it look so easy. It's so hard. They're professionals. They're very professional. But I have I have a dream of building my own cheese cave, and. Making cheese from scratch, yes, but also taking store-bought cheese and aging it perfectly to the point that I want. And being like, yes, I am having people over for Christmas Eve some point in the future when I can do that again. I will buy cheese and age it perfectly and like time it so that it is at its most perfect perfection for the, the day that I want to that's eat it. That is a, my cheese dream. That's a wonderful cheese dream. So are you thinking your starter uh, cheese cave fridge will be like one of those uh, mini fridges? Probably, yeah, like a college yeah. mini fridge. Yeah, that's and what I'm imagining. if it really just goes crazy, you might ramp it up. <laughs> but I mean, this is like a cheese fantasy. So like this is this is this is doable though. It's, you could it's entirely this. doable. Yeah. I could realize it. It's more a question of like space for me and other mm, yeah. other projects I have going on at home. Being like, hey, roommate. How do you feel about? Because let's be I like I would start with the idea of mini fridge, but I'm like, oh, if I'm gonna already get all the controls and bother doing the electrical side of this, like, I want a full size fridge, and I want to, you know, maybe like an extra large full size fridge, and maybe, maybe I want to also, you know, like, maybe I want one for cheese and one for charcuterie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But well, it is very realizable. You can do this with a mini fridge. I wanna, I wanna be there when, when you're like, oh, I did my first round of this, and uh, I'm gonna taste it. Oh, oh you'll be there. Oh, yeah, I wanna you're, be there. You're on the that. list. Because oh, for sure. That sounds delightful. Yeah. Because your cured uh, duck prosciutto that you made, yeah, was pretty divine. You did it lamb was bacon. Absolutely right? divine. I've done lamb bacon. We're, we're getting de- derailed into things I've already come. But I, I do cure my own charcuterie at home. Um, I think that, that falls kind of in line with yeah. 
wanting to age your own cheese. That's that's a, it, there's a lot of crossover there, and it there is something really satisfying sounding in my head. Just I imagine like it's always a wheel of brie in my in my imagination, or some other bloomy rinded cheese, mm-hmm. and I imagine cutting into it for the first time and opening it up, and it just being exactly what I wanted it to be and being the perfect cheese for the occasion and I am and and all my friends will be there and for some reason everyone who's ever doubted me will be there too and they'll all say Thomas this cheese is amazing it's perfect I never realized you were so interesting (laughs) yeah 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 that too this is wonderful it would be wonderful that sounds great sounds really great tell me about some of your cheese dreams well, I think you share this cheese dream, the Reggiano Parmesan melty. Yes. With the... Yes, I'm I do. I'm pretty sure there's a fire-lit alcohol involved in pasta. Yes. So... You forgot about that... that I you you're the one that told me this existed. And ever since the day I learned that it existed, I've been obsessed with it. But I, I think we're the only ones on the same page so far. So let's just like explain to the people at home. Okay. What 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 are we talking about? What what so, magic is this? So I've seen, of course, YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've I've seen video of a, a table side serving, and it is yeah, it probably like a, restaurant. A, a big. Well, maybe they're using like a whole half a wheel of Reggiano Parmesan. Yeah. Which. A whole wheel weighs, I think, 70 to 80 pounds. Something like that. And this is from, like, out of a half of a wheel. So cut the top off of it, the bottom half. They kind of scrape out a shallow well in the cut half of the cheese. So they make a bowl. They kind of make a a shallow bowl inside the paste of the cheese. And then there's fresh boiled pasta that's added into that well in the cheese and probably gosh i don't even know what kind of alcohol they put in there if it's like a sherry or i don't know something pretty high octane because they set it on high fire octane, and it's probably warmed up so that it will remain aflame mm-hmm. so they put that in the cheese and they light it on fire and then they're scraping the melty, the cheese that's it's melting, and they're mixing the pasta in with it. And they just keep turning and scraping the cheese and turning the pasta and scraping the cheese until it makes its, I don't know, own super fresh Alfredo sauce yeah. on your spaghetti. The little bit of the water clinging to the noodles and whatever alcohol they've put in there that's yeah. not on fire currently. Right. And it's boiling hot and it melts the cheese and they oh just scrape my. and turn. Until and all of that pasta is just so coated in that creamy, cheesy sauce that has been created right there. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I want to do that. I don't. I, I want to do that so bad. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be doing that with a whole half wheel of Reggiano Parmesan. No, we priced it out and we were like, we'd have to invite so many people and charge them. Like, and everyone would have to pitch in this much money to be able to afford the wheel in the first place. Yeah. But, oh. <sighs> I want to do that. But I think we could pull it off on a small scale with like a nine pound wedge. Of yeah. We almost Reggiano. pulled the trigger on it once. We were really close. Yeah, we were really close. And then I, just scheduling and 
I, it's going to happen one of these days. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I'm going to do more research to find Is out what was the alcohol they used. That you might want to use? It, what other cheeses might that? I just I literally just had this idea well, sitting here. but Grana it, Padano would work. Grana Padano would work. I'm, I'm thinking something that comes on a smaller wheel but would taste amazing. Hmm. I mean, I don't I mean, you could do it with a domestic Parmesan. It's not as exciting. Yeah. I'm thinking something less Parmesan. I don't know. More research is needed. We don't have to do this research in real time. No. On our podcast. But we can tell you about that and you can visualize it. And then you can probably right now just look up in YouTube. I don't know. What would what would you use to search that? Flaming Parmesan bowl? I'm not really sure. Flaming Parmesan pasta. Yeah. I'm not entirely certain. I've definitely seen other videos of them doing it, not table side, but they just take a blowtorch to the bowl oh, to sort of preheat it. To preheat it and I'm sure add some of yeah. its own toasty notes. Yeah, it probably gets some Maillard reaction, like yeah. caramelizing. <gasps> Parmesan cheese wheel pasta. Is yes. that it? Parmesan yes. cheese wheel pasta. Thank you. Our producer slash superhero has pulled it up. We yes. will probably include it in the show notes, a link to <laughs> so, a, a demonstrative video. It is, oh, it's, can I say, it's like food pornographic. It's. I, I think we can say that. It's yeah. food porn. It just is. It's, oh. if you like cheese, you'll like this video. It's and if really you're going to look up this cheese video, there'll probably be suggested links to it anyway, but you should definitely look up Riclette. Oh, yeah. And then just, oh. <laughs> the raclette, the half a wheel of raclette, and they stick the, it under the grill. They, they and stick it, just... it under the grill, and it gets all warm and melty and bubbly and oozy. And then they've got their plate of, like, potatoes small potatoes whatever, yeah. that are boiled and, like, cornichon pickles and pickled onions. Yeah. And, and then there's some lovely bread nearby, and then they get that melty cheese off there, and they scrape that whole bubbly melty wonderful and the bit that's melted just bit. slides it off just, the wheel oh it slides off the wheel and collapses on top of all of your potatoes and little pickles and onions and the bread and yeah oh my gosh it's so it's, good the way the melty cheese slides off the wheel you have to see it to understand but once you once you see it you'll be like oh no i understand it slides off in a way that is so pleasing to the senses it just <laughs> you watch it happen and you know you know it tastes good. It, There's no way it doesn't seem taste like good. Seem like a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. Yeah. It. But it might give you a heart more. attack. It might kill you. It's a lot of cheese, <laughs> but it looks so good. That's another thing I've never done. Oh, I want to do that real bad. I mean, I've melted lots of raclette, and I've yeah. totally raclette's boiled amazing. the little potatoes in salty water, and had the little cornish on pickles and mm. the pickled onions and. And the bread, and I've, I have a raclette grill, but I've never had a whole half a wheel of raclette and like melty toasted. Yeah. You know, and scraped that off onto the plate. Do you have another unrealized cheese dream? Do I we- do have an unrealized cheese dream. It is. This, this dream of mine is is bigger and more more work so i want to i want to learn how to age cheese at home but i want the co-op to do that too i want 
at work to be able to say, oh yeah, we we buy cheese and then age it to perfection and and we we manage our inventory. We do a little bit of that, but right. we're not like but involved our, in the actual production of the cheese. No, and we're not we're not trained effineers. No, and we don't. We I wish we could do that, but, but someday. I mean, the reality is, is we have both stores have each has a large walk-in refrigerator where mostly it's the space is taken by produce for the produce department, mm-hmm. but then the dairy has some stuff in there probably, and the cheese department has some stuff yeah. in there. And so there's, you know, like some various refrigerated wines and beers and things yeah, in there probably. Yeah. It's a grocery store walk-in. It's a grocery store walk-in, which means not necessarily is it kept at the ideal temperature to age cheese. Not necessarily. You can safely store the cheese in there, but we're not like purposely aging things for perfection. No. And this is not a plan I have. I wish we were. Professionally. I haven't told any of my bosses about this dream, (laughs) but, and maybe I, maybe this is not an appropriate way to be telling them now. Hello, bosses. Uh, No, I, I've, I've seen articles of like, there's a, a company in Boston that turned a bunch of disused bunkers underground into cheese caves. Because if they're underground, they probably maintain a pretty steady temperature. Exactly. And humidity. And they were already tiled in this wonderful post-war nuclear bunker-looking tile. And so they're they're easy to to sanitize. But this this company, they don't actually make any of the cheese. They're just professional offenures. And manufacturers send cheese to them. For them they to... They age it in their caves to perfection. And then it goes to market from there. That sounds great. And I've always thought it would be so cool if we had access to the facilities, which is a whole hurdle. That is, that's why this oh. is a fantasy. Yeah. If we had the facilities, though, and could, could overcome that part of it, there's so much amazing cheese production that happens in California. And I would just, I want to be part of it. I want to yeah. be I want to be able to go in and look at the cheeses as they're as they're being born into brie or cheddar or whatever. Probably not in the same space because cross contamination of molds, but you get what I'm going for. That sounds great. It just I would love my job yeah. to be well, every day going and checking on the cheese and turn basically I want to be that off into a robot. That you were talking about from Switzerland. <laughs> that's my that's my real unrealized cheese dream. And then the second half of your day, you could spend being a cheesemonger. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that'd be nice. It would be so nice. Aw. <sighs> you could have your own your own place. Call it the Hobbit Pantry. I could. I could do that. <laughs> Veronica's referencing something that I've told her many times, which is like, my retirement dream is to just have like the house... From the Hobbit. Yeah, I don't think that's cop. That's not like like super protected, but like, <laughs> uh, no, it, it would be called something uh, very similar, but not a not uh, in 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 the public domain. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I, I I would cure charcuterie. I would have cheese sitting on shelves in a beautiful aged cheese vinegars cave. aged vinegars all of that all of the wonderful food production that i absolutely love that'd be awesome i just want I love making my own little hobbit pantry at my house vinegar i want it in my house but i 
don't imagine. <laughs> I imagine it taking up so much space that it would just be like become my whole house eventually. No, no, no. It could just be like a quarter of your house if you planned it. If you, yeah. If you planned it right. If I planned it right. A big, luxuriant, and uh, <laughs> odor- odiferous walk in closet, but full of delicious. I always said food. my retirement goal is to make vinegar and like sauerkrauts and things and just do that as sort of like a side hustle I would love to add cheese in there too or cheese aging or just cheese tasting I think that's a realizable dream yeah yeah and there's only like 40 something more years to go until retirement or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah well we hope we've left you with enough to uh, daydream about. And lots of, uh, well, you're probably going to fall down a YouTube rabbit hole for a little while. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that concludes today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're interested in any of these things we're talking about today, which was quite a lot, uh, come visit our cheese department at either of our stores because we love talking about this stuff. Our stores are located at... 811 I Street in Arcata, 25 4th Street in Eureka. Please follow the North Coast Co-op on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at thenorthcoast.coop. That's C-O-O-P. If you want more cheese content and would like to subscribe to our email list, please visit northcoast.coop slash cheese. And there'll probably be some good coupons in there too if you sign up. And our email list will include... Cheese wisdom from the cheese nerds. Hand-picked cheese recommendations. Coupons. Don't forget the coupons. And you can probably talk to us and uh, maybe make suggestions of things you'd like to see. Yes, please do. Yeah. Or just come and talk to us. We like that, too. Yeah. So we can talk about cheese some more. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Ta-da. Go realize your own cheese dreams. <laughs>